Yeah, I know you're big on those personalities. Is it true yeah. you make all your employees take personality tests? Yeah, well, before I hire them. That's what really oh, before? Before you go on a date, too, especially Tinder. Oh, yeah? Guys, especially if you got money, don't everybody take my new quiz. This woman took it, and I looked at her scores, and I was just joking. It was like 50 people watching. I was like, you must have somebody. <laughs> Dude, her face turned white, <laughs> and she was a black girl. Yeah. So it was noticeable when her face flushed oh, white, and about two hours later, I was talking to her, and she admitted she killed somebody. Ladies and gentlemen, if you have ever been on youtube.com, you have seen this man. We got Ty Lopez in the building. How's it going? Good. Thanks for having me. Absolutely, man. What you been up to? You still still reading, still learning? Still reading a little bit. I just read, uh, I was doing an audio book of a complicated guy, Nietzsche book. It's called The Gay Science. Hmm. Doesn't mean gay and how we use it. The happy science, but it's not a very happy book. Really? What's it about? <laughs> Nietzsche, Friedrich Nietzsche's philosophy on life and the will to power and controversial guy. Interesting. They say he was the motivation for Adolf Hitler. Whoa. But I think Hitler twisted it because Nietzsche may be one of the smartest people to ever live. Hmm. But he's he's kind of, when you read Nietzsche, it's like every hundred words, you're like, what the did this guy just say? And then the next 10 words are profound. <laughs> the next 100 words, nobody understands. Everybody tells you they understand him. Like, you don't know what he said. So he was like a mad genius. Oh, yeah. He ended up, before he died, he was, uh, they say he probably had a tumor on his brain, which was making him insane, but they caught him dancing with a horse. Dancing with a horse, wow. He had figured probably a small horse, and they found him in the middle of a German town, something like that. And it's some strange story. Wow. So Genius and madness. Fine line, close. right? Brother and sister. Yeah. Identical twins. Are you on that spectrum? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if I'm a, not a genius like Nietzsche. I mean, that this guy was a deep. Those Germans back then, I mean, there was no Germany when he was born, but that region produced all these really, you know, the Kants, the Spinoza, uh, Spinoza, all that European genius is tough to match. You know? Yeah, those Germans were smart, man. Germans and the Austrians, and I, I like them. You know, I'm, I'm half German. Yeah, I guessed your ethnicity before, and and people don't ever guess that I'm half German. I would never guess that. No, no, I look like my dad. Yeah, because like Germans same. are tall usually, right? Yeah, tall and white, and I got I got that Latin face, yeah. you know. I look just like my dad, so he's Spain. Yeah, it seems like there's some drawbacks to being a genius. Yeah, exactly. like socially and just like you know. If you have kids, you know the question is, if you have kids, you don't have kids, right? Not yet. If you have kids. It's like you had a magic wand. How smart would you want your kid? I think the answer is about 135 IQ. If so you like the, gifted. Yeah, you like the Stanford Binet test. Or even 134. I think to get into Mensa now, they lowered it. Um, it used to be in the 140s. Now it's like 135. They wanted more membership dues. Right. So they're like, there ain't enough 140, 150. So we got a chance, it. guys. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But they. So I'd say you want your kids, if, I, if you have a magic wand, like 134. Because you lose touch it's kind of like she i interviewed shaquille o'neal mm -hmm. um for bodybuilding.com that i bought and i did my first podcast he's so tall he has a hard time connecting with regular people right when you're seven to 450 pounds <laughs> you know like attracts like there's no like so i think your kids when they start getting 140s elon musk is probably 150s you know 
he has a hard time. That new, I don't know if you saw that new book came out. Which one? It's a biography by Walt by Isaacson on oh, Elon yeah. Musk, and it's like, yeah, his wife was like, Elon can't connect with people. Mm. She Grimes. said he had no, yeah. Well, the old the other wife, Tallulah or whatever, but she said he has no empathy. That's what people say. So you know, empathy is like the ability to read emotions. I actually think that's I'm, I doubt that. I think he's just smart. And so he doesn't connect with people just like if you're a millionaire, you're not going to, it's going to be hard to have business conversation with the dude who has a $50,000 business. Right. There's nothing to yeah. talk about. That's a good way of looking at it. Cause they do say that about really smart people that they can't connect emotionally. Yeah. But I think that's because, you know, Asperger, all, humans now use labels to cover up. Oh, I have Asperger's. I have this. I'm like, really do you? <laughs> because first off the word Asperger is just a word. Yeah. It's not a real thing. I think we often, like I'll give you an example. People say they're introverts. And they say, oh, I'm an introvert. I need to recharge my batteries. I don't know if you ever heard, you know, people talking about But most people that call themselves introverts are actually people with so high social anxiety. Hmm. Interesting. They're socially anxious. And there's a, there's a score called the Hexaco score, which is more scientific. They would have lower social boldness is what it's called. So a lot of people out there calling themselves introverts are just anxious people. Right socially anxious and so they might actually be extroverts that's why if you haven't i have a lot of introvert friends that like to go to house parties mm -hmm. but they want to stay like a fly on the wall but they enjoy like they don't really they're not reclusive mm. they're not hermits and so what i say to them is you're probably are an extrovert you just haven't overcome your social anxiety yet interesting so yeah i know you're big on those personalities is it true yeah. you make all your employees take personality tests yeah but before i hire them that's when you really oh before before you go on a date too, especially Tinder. Oh yeah, guys, especially if you got money, don't be going out willy nilly. That's the, I mean, I can't tell you how many people. You, it's not a hundred percent accurate, but about eighty percent of the time, you can filter out whack jobs. So, which personality traits you do you avoid typically? Avoid high exploitation traits, dark triad they call it. But there's other ones. So it's like narcissists, Machiavellian, psychopathy, psychopaths. Yeah. But with women, if you're a guy dating women like me, like women, it's a myth. Women aren't psychopaths. Very few. Hmm. If you don't, people argue with me, I'm like, okay, let's go to Wikipedia. We'll pull up the list of the last thousand serial in history. It's like 995 are men and like five are women. Right. So I'm like, the statistics, you got your opinion, you know, but you don't know what you're talking about. In, but women have other things more like, like women are more likely to have borderline personality disorder and they're more likely to have high anxiety. Hmm. So the women... If I was a woman dating men, men are more psychopathic. Wow. Like I've tested like five, six hundred thousand people that this company, lifecompass.com, that I that I built based on what my mentor, Dr. Buss, told me from Harvard. And dudes, like 30% of guys have high psychopath. Really? Women, it's like one, two, three. Wow. It's crazy. And men, a lot of men have like 80% psychopath. There's a test called the Levison psychopathy test, is one of them. Man, you don't, I've, I've seen women. I, there was, I did a house party playing basketball and all these people were there. I'm like, everybody take my new quiz. This woman took it and I looked at her scores and I was just joking. There was like 50 people watching. I was like, you must have somebody. <laughs> Dude, her face turned white and she was a black girl. Yeah. So it was noticeable when her face flushed oh, white. And about two hours later, I was talking to her and she admitted she killed somebody Whoa. when she was like 18. She's like, I lived in the housing projects, never told anybody. There was a girl who bullied me for years. And I hid behind a bush and hit her with a stick. I didn't mean to kill her. And she's just like, she died because I wow. hit her in the back. 
But that test flushed that out. But it's rare. You won't see many women who score 80. Yeah. Funny story. So I found out about the dark triad test from you. Okay. And I was on a double date. Okay. And we made my friend's girl take it, right? Yeah. She got a 99 narcissism. Oh, God. So the next day they broke up. Hell yeah. It was too much of a red flag for him. Yeah. And you can also test. Like some people are like, Tar, are you going to break up with a girl just on a test? I'm like, no. I'm going to give. Sometimes people don't read the test. When the test shows someone's a 99 narcissist, you start connecting the dots with the behavior right in front of you. Yeah. Narcissists, high narcissists, people at 99, you have what's called MPD. It's like a full-fledged narcissistic. My dad had that. Mm. They found now those people are missing gray matter in a portion. Now these fMRI machines, you're missing a certain type of brain tissue. Wow. So you can't even fix it. So it's not, some guys are like, well, I got this girl. I'm going to send her to Tony Robbins. Self -help. I love Tony Robbins self-help. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> but I'm like, he ain't going to put more gray matter in her, the region of her brain that yeah. will give her, you know, lower narcissism. But there's also like seven types of narcissists. Narcissism is a sub-facet because a lot of people think narcissists just look in the mirror. But narcissism is authority, narcissism, superiority, exhibitionism, exploitativeness, self-sufficiency, vanity. So there's like, and I think I missed, I forget which one I missed, but there's seven. And so you can be dealing with somebody, for example, like a lot of pretty women. I'm assuming is your, you told me you have a Latina girlfriend. Yeah. I'm assuming she's pretty. Absolutely. Okay. In my experience, it'll be controversial. Almost all hot girls get 100% vanity. What's that? On mean? the narcissism. They like to look at themselves in the mirror. Okay. Same with dudes who are bodybuilders. You, you got a dude friend that's a bodybuilder. Bodybuilders. Almost all score 100% on vanity. But my experience is vanity narcissism is not that obnoxious. Mm. It's not that much of a nightmare. Nightmare. Dudes are like, well, how do you date hot women? I'm like, you're going to have to put up with some vanity narcissism. So that's a type of na narcissism. It's not that nasty. Mm. The nasty one, for example, is exploitativeness. That's a narcissist that purposely... Uh, <laughs> takes advantage of you. I'll Sounds like you got way. some uh, experience. <laughs> yeah, well, that's the one you don't want. Self-sufficiency narcissism sometimes is charming. That's a girl who's like, no, I don't need you to open the door for me. I don't know, no, no. So, but self-sufficiency can rise to the level of also mental instability when you don't think you need any help. Mm -hmm. A lot of entrepreneurs have that. So I'm like, you need to read. There's a whole group of entrepreneurs who battle with me. You don't need mentors. You don't need books. I'm like, what are you talking about? Like. Right. That that's self-sufficiency narcissism. I'll figure it out on my own, but it's a very illogical stance. You don't learn a language on your own. Mm -hmm. I can't if I want to learn Chinese, I can't go, the answers are within. No, you <laughs> learn Chinese, go to China, <laughs> do a little internship for six months where you have to speak it. Nobody speaks English. You those are your mentors, in-person interaction. Um, mentors, you need books because half the guys in the world are dead that you want to learn from right. so people are like no i i, I learn better in person well i love in-person mentors are always better but how would you learn from nietzsche he died in, in the 1800s mm. so you got to use books books are like a quasi mentor not yeah. as good but a necessity absolutely you know now going back to the narcissism you mentioned your father at it which yeah. type did he have and do you think that sort of affected you as a child well it's super genetic i don't score it's funny a lot of people in this world think I'm a high narcissist. I'm not low, but I'm not that high. I get like 57 out of 100. Okay. So it's 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 a it's like 60 out of 100. Right. 6 out of 10. So it's not genetic. It is genetic, but my mom doesn't have it. Okay. Remember you dilute your dad's genes. Got it. So my dad's next wife, my dad was married 6 times. After my dad married 
the next woman after my mom, she was a little more narcissistic. And those kids, one of my brothers is like my dad, NPD. Because narcissism is like 0.78 heritable, mm. meaning, so height is like 0.78. So height and narcissism pass down very similarly. Right. So it's like Donald Trump. If you read Donald, like, I think Donald Trump in some ways is a badass as a president, right? He's got his flaws, but he's mm. a powerful dude. You need a warlord to be president against other warlords like Putin and stuff. But Trump's father, Fred, if you read the book, his dad was a classic narcissist. Mm. And even Trump says, yeah, I'm kind of a narcissist. So that came through the bloodline. And a lot of women say, oh, Ty, I had a horrible breakup. My ex was a narcissist. Nine out of 10 times, a woman who dated a narcissist is a narcissist herself. <laughs> Just yeah. maybe an introverted narcissist. But like attracts like, man. Yeah. It seems like in the business world, some narcissism doesn't hurt. Yeah, well, here's, okay, so if you want to get a little deeper here, here's my hypothesis that I've run by a pretty smart psychologist. So, narcissism, when you are a superhero, is a superpower. Let me repeat. When you yourself are a superhero, narcissism is like steroids. Hmm. It makes you even more of a superhero. So, I, I, do, I used to do a lot of stuff with the NBA, pro basketball players, um, NFL. I've never met a hall, and I, I'm friends with some of the Hall of Famer guys, yeah. right? I used to do a show with T.O., Terrell Owens. You know, we used to do T with T.O. and Ty. Hall of Fame, maybe the top one, two, or three wide receiver in history. Mm. His hyper-confidence coupled with his skill, physical skill, you know, they call T.O. the body. Right. He's like almost 50. This dude is like ripped. So if he had just had the body, but out without hyper confidence, he would have been a good gym basketball player, like at the LA Fitness. <laughs> yeah, yeah. By coupling it with narcissism, it's like an injection, and it turned him from like a six foot tall guy to like a nine foot tall superhero. Mm. What happens is the way genetics works is it's just dispensing narcissism. Evolution is like very non discriminatory in a certain way, just like we're gonna have a certain person. And the worst person you ever meet is someone who ha does not have the skills to back it up, but inherited that narcissism gene. Mm. Then it's their worst enemy. So it's, I'll give you a good example. You were One time I was in Manhattan and a big bar fight like was about to break out, all these dudes. And I had a guy with me who was weak, but had hyperconfidence. Mm -hmm. So when these big dudes were coming up to him like, yo, out of our way. He, I mean, the guy was like 5'5", five, five, and he was not a good fighter. Yeah. And he had the confidence of, like, you know, Conor McGregor. And I, that confidence almost got killed that night. Whoa. It was crazy. There was, I he remember, was swinging? Yeah, dude, by the end of the night, there were shoes flying around. <laughs> People were getting hit so hard, their shoes were flying off. But the point is, now, let's say I, I used to have a guy. Well, I still do. I have a guy travel with me, big bodyguard type guy, Rome. He's six foot six, 330 pounds. He's confident in his skills and has the physicality to back it up. Right. So if you're an entrepreneur and you're like, like all Forbes list guys will score high in narcissism, mm. but they have the IQ and the business skill to back it up. So it takes them from being worth a hundred million to being worth a hundred billion. Right. If you're an entrepreneur and you don't have the natural skill set to back that confidence is going to get you. Mm. So I would say that there's an old saying, you know, it's a knife that cuts both ways. Narcissism can cut and save your life, 
But if you're an entrepreneur and you're not an Elon Musk, that narcissism is going to cut and make you fail. Wow, that's interesting. It's a weird one. Yeah. And I know you've you've made a ton of money on social media. I saw you just got banned on TikTok. Yeah, I got uh, just off of, of a live call. I think they're going to let me back on, but I was <laughs> I was you say? Uh, I was flaming TikTok cuz I was basically <laughs> saying, look, I believe that social media there's this thing called I call it SSGs, self-selected groups. It means that IQ breaks into different groups. For example, there's no super high IQ. This will be medical doctors aren't the smartest ones that when you're super high IQ, 145 to 155, you become an astrophysicist mm. almost always. Right. Um, I'm not saying doctors aren't smart, but if you look at the data, their IQ, lawyers, doctors, architects, engineers generally fall like 120 to 135. Mm. So there's a self-selected group, just like if you're a hyper aggressive dude, Navy SEALs are like 80% psychopaths. Wow. Who applies to be a Navy SEAL? That's a self-selected group you can apply for. Not some gentle dude who's a <laughs> yoga instructor who does kumbaya. It's yeah. the dudes that are like, I like the So occupations do the same thing. Countries do the same thing. America is a certain personality type. People move. And it's been that way for hundreds of years. The French used to call America the merchants. People who like money genetically have moved to America. That's why we're the best at making money right. for the most part. People who live are happy stay in Scandinavia. That's why Denmark's the happiest country in the world. Mm. So you get all the all of life like breaks into these SSG self-selected groups. And so what was the original question you said? I don't even remember now. That's good. I, I got so into your story. We got it. We got another one. But but this is relevant. Oh, you got so, banned. Why'd you get banned? Oh, I got banned. So TikTok is a self-selected group. I find the highest IQ people on social media probably end up on Twitter. Right. But it's also the highest, what I call threat defenders, people driven by cortisol and stress. So also the most sensitive. So the sensitive high IQ people love Twitter. Hmm. You can fucking chirp about and it's more introverts go there too. Right. You don't show your faces. It's not so video-based. Elon Musk is a very smart guy, more introverted, more threat-based, cortisol-driven. He's a complicated guy, but that's how I classify him. TikTok, I was just, I basically started calling live. I was like, let, I was talking to the other social medias I was live with, and I was like, let me translate for low IQ TikTok. <laughs> and I, I started just, because I find like TikTok is like a lot of dumb yeah, TikTok. A lot of kids. Yeah, but it's not just kids. It's like smart kids. Like Reddit sometimes ends up with high IQ right, people, right. but also like Twitter, it also attracts a certain mental illness. So it's like high Machiavellian, high anxiety people, high cortisol. They're driven by that physiological hormone. They go to TikTok. They go to they go to Reddit. You know, um, Instagram, like Facebook, has now attracted kind of the old mom kind of crowd. Right, right. But it's a little more right wing, you know. So everything in life, you can start dividing up. Like Vegas, where we are now, certain person, if you meet somebody who's been a long time, assuming they weren't born here, so they chose to fly here and live, mm -hmm. that's an SSG. You're going to find a certain type of woman who lives on the strip, who works at a club. You can't be surprised. Like, I meet dudes like, oh, I don't understand. I live in Vegas. <laughs> I meet a lot of chicks. Pretty, but they're vapid. I'm like, it's Vegas. Yeah. It's called Sin City. Culture. You're not getting women that are like, ah, oh, I'm a deep thinker. <laughs> I want to go. And I'm like, does there will be deep thinkers who are working at a club don't if you're a woman watching this but it'll be like 80 20 rule right 
would be like a small subset. Yeah. They call that thick markets. You got to move to the thick market of like, if you like blondes, don't live in Los Angeles. Hmm. You ever go to the Grove? There's no blondes left in Los Angeles. It's, Los Angeles, it's hilarious. You go to the Grove. I used to, I, I observe things. Other people, I, I have weird things. I observe. I'm like, there's no blonde people here. I go to, I live in Stockholm, Sweden, you know, you like 60% of people have blonde hair or blue eye, lighter features. Right. So I have a friend, I do a private, a private mentoring program for like really advanced entrepreneurs. I got a guy in Montreal, he's like, I'm not meeting them, you know, the kind of girl I come like, what kind of girl are you attracted to physically? He's like, blonde. Well, Montreal is <laughs> French. France <laughs> is the also the least blonde place. Go to yeah. Paris. It's a very brunette place. Brazil. I was just in Sao Paulo. There's no blondes. There's, I mean, maybe in the south of Brazil, but so you take that, that's hair color, but anything you want out of life, half your problems get solved by geography. Mm. Wow. So you're going to make it enough money. I tell people, well, you probably got to move people. You can live in the wrong. If your goal is above app, if your goal is to make a hundred to 500 grand, you can live anywhere, you know, but it's easier. Now, Warren Buffett defies this. He's like, I'm not going to move to New York. He stayed in Omaha, Nebraska. But he's a third-generation, wealthy, extra-high IQ guy. For the average entrepreneur, when things aren't working out, I'm like, fix it with geography first. Right. Especially dating, too. Guys got to, you got to fix. I know so many people are like, ah, I can't find the right one. I'm like, fix it with geography. Start mm. with there. L.A. attracts narcissists. New York attracts greed. Miami and Vegas attract more vapid like narcissists, but like super van vain. LA, you'll get narcissists, but a different type. They're not just like 50 surgeries, you know, my, Vegas and especially Miami is like 50 surgery women. Um, there's actually all kinds of science on the psychology of having a lot of plastic surgery. Pretty interesting. Oh, really? What's the? Well, like that SSG is like super correlated with narcissism. Interesting. And tattoos. When I see somebody, I, it's funny. I cold read people all the time. I yeah. was, I did it at a seminar. In LA. There's a guy shoot. He's been wanting to shoot a documentary on me forever, um, and so I let him come to my seminar in London. And I was like, I'm gonna cold read the room. And when people watch that documentary, I'm like, Ty planted this guy because there was a guy, and I was like, you got a lot of trauma. And he's like, yeah. I'm like, let me guess what it is. I'm like, you've been shot. And he, I don't know how I could guess he was shot, but he was like, how did you know? I got shot in the leg about two years ago. That's impressive. Yeah, but people, I didn't trust me. I know how I know how high cortisol stress based uh, internet's gonna be like Todd planted that guy. But tattoos, lots of tattoos is almost always high anxiety, which is comorbid with depression. You mm. see a dude who try people try to make themselves look tough. Yeah. Like face tattoos is crazy. Unless you're like Maori and it's part of your culture, mm -hmm. face tattoos is a great warning of just massive levels of mental instability wow. um lots of tattoos i actually think people can look good with tattoos i'm not really anti-tattoo but the science is in it's like and since i read that science five years ago you find someone with a whole bunch of tattoos you dig in and their anxiety levels one to 100 is almost always 80 90 or 100 interesting yeah body modification is very correlated with depression too so it's not just cutting lots of piercings lots of things so the bot people's actions leave clues to their inner mind mm -hmm. you know I, i'm more of an inner mind guy you know most modern therapy is the conscious mind but like freud said you know the mind is like an iceberg it's like only 10 percent above the water mm -hmm. 
So most therapists are like, how do you feel? And I'm like, that. I'm not a therapist. <laughs> I'm more like, tell me, who'd you date last? That's what I want to know. Yeah, yeah. I go out on a date with a girl. I don't ask, oh, you know, are you a, looking for long-term? Guys meet girls. Are you looking for a parent? I'm like, that. Tell me about your ex. I can meet your ex, never meet you, and know 90% I need to know about Really? You. I mean, birds of a feather flock together. Wow, because most people, most guys don't want the girl to talk about their ex. But you're, you no, take the I opposite approach. Know. You're Hell like, let yeah. me meet your ex. <laughs> business, too. You're going to have a business partner with a guy? Be yeah. like, what happened to your last business partner? Oh. The second a guy talks shit about his last business partner, that's a bad, that's probably a high exploitation guy. Wow. So if a guy's like, yeah, I just, my business partner, he was a total narcissist, totally exploited me, da, da, da. You got to ask yourself, what kind of human would have had that partner to begin with? Mm -hmm. And it's almost always somebody who had, I call it, it shadow dating or shadow business. We often date our shadow. Like our shadow is kind of us. You know, you're walking, you like do your arm and your shadow moves with you. Mm -hmm. When you date someone crazy or you have a business partner that's crazy or your employees are crazy, that's a reflection kind of you. Mm. You're moving around. They're moving right with you. Wow. So you mentioned the dark side to all these cities. And also yeah. your latest YouTube video is, should I leave the USA? Right. So I did a you... podcast for a guy for that. Yeah. Yeah. So are you exploring other cities and countries? Right oh, now? man. I've always lived out. I started living outside of the US. The second I figured out how to make money online, like I, the first thing I did was buy plane tickets. I was going down to Puerto Rico. I used to be a professional salsa dancer. So wow. I went to Puerto Rico. I started going to Scandinavia more than 10 years ago. So I, I'm not so much about, see, I believe if you if you ask a scientist who really looks at our genes, we're more hunter-gatherers than we are modern people or even farmers. There's been like three stages. There's been the hunter-gatherers that were like tribal people. Mm -hmm. Then about 15 to 25,000 years ago, we switched to farmers. And now exactly about when my grandma died, my grandma lived to 102. She was born in 1918 during World War One. That was the end of the farmer world. Mm. When she was born, still about 90% of the world lived in either small villages or a farm. Wow. 10% were in cities. When my grandma died about 100 years later, 2020, the world was 90% of people lived in cities. So Whoa. human evolution gone through three stages societally. Hunter-gatherer, that was from, let's say, 300,000 years to about 15, 25,000 years, 15 to 25,000 years. Then farmers. And so that's where like that's where like a lot of our con that's where wealth came from. Back when there was tribes, mm -hmm. no one dude was on the Forbes list because you just had a no guy could do a bow and arrow a hundred times better than his buddy in the same village. Right. Once farms came, one man who was better with technology, better at plowing, he could plow ten times more fields. Mm -hmm. So all the rise of like super wealthy Persian empires and thing, African empires was from agriculture and now with the, we've carried that in and now you have 10 men on the forbes list who literally have more money than the bottom four billion people it's crazy 10 men basically control more wealth than like half the world crazy that couldn't happen together so anyway back to your question about you know um like how should we live should we live in america since I know most of my genes and your genes are still tribal, what did tribal people do to live? And they rotated around. So they would live, you know, like the Native Americans in the United States, they would have, there was a tribe, I was reading a book about one of the famous chiefs. And he would, he said growing up, they lived in the area that's like Illinois. Mm -hmm. And then when it got cold, you didn't have heat. 
they would kind of migrate south, like into like o- Oklahoma, mm. where it's naturally warmer. Right. And he remembers his family had like three homes, and they come back to the same place, the same little hill, you know, put their it wasn't teepees, but similar to that. So those people are very happy, and we've gone into the artificial farm and urban world, and that's why basically nobody's happy. So for me, I like to have a tribal rotation, mm-hmm. and I rotate with that so i have a house you know i have a house in the u.s i rotate kind of i've been rotating the last couple of years like puerto rico then i'll go up to like sweden london back to like vegas type area or something like and then i have my farm so it's just like and wow. i'm way happier that way interesting and i think it's i think most people would be you can't always afford to do it when i first started out i couldn't even afford i was living in a mobile home i didn't even have one home but it most people should have two places at least right. and it doesn't have to be fancy yeah you know, it can be like you can pitch a tent somewhere, <laughs> like if you're broke, you know. So I think most people were actually happier if we move. Yeah. Creativity goes up too. If you're an entrepreneur, crazy science on if you're stuck, travel. Yep. Something about going on vacations or yeah. traveling really gets your mind going. Yeah. Right? Yeah. If you're broke, buy a Greyhound bus ticket. They're like $4 to go across the U.S., man. You get to go with a whole bunch of crazy people. But <laughs> yeah. Man, I mean, that lifestyle, it, it sounds good, but wouldn't it be hard to pull off with family, with kids, you think? Kids will be happier. They'll be smarter. You know, f- the modern education system. Kids learn a hell of a lot more living in different cultures. Hmm. IQ goes, there's not many things that raise your IQ. A lot of people are like, oh, I want my kids to be smarter. I'm going to play them Bach, Beethoven, and Brahms, <laughs> classical music. Well, maybe that activates a little bit of IQ, but one thing they know for sure is learning multiple languages makes you smarter. Oh. So I, I think people, I don't think your kids will suffer. You know, now I, I don't think you should be traveling to new places every month. That's not what the tribal people did. They had like one, two, they had like two or three places. Right. But yeah, the modern, I mean, it'll mess up your kid's school system, but I don't know how people are homeschool. I can't imagine any other way to raise. You want your kids out? Not what I went through. I wouldn't want that on my kids. Yeah. Did you go through? Yeah, insane? I went through, got bullied, got made fun of. And, yeah. yeah. It sucked. What was the main reason? Just because I'm different, I think. Just I don't your know, personality, entrepreneurial. Yeah. yeah. So you were always like that. Yeah, always trying to make money on my own. Yeah, and bullying has a huge. Of all the things that happen to people, that I think scars people for the longest, it's bullying. Especially these days with cyberbullying, it's easy. Yeah, cyberbullying. But I mean, like, if you have kids and your kids get bullied one time, take them out of the school. You, you kids can't toughen up to bullying. Bullying is like yeah it, it creates actually machiavellian traits the one thing it's the one mental illness somewhat that's not really genetic it goes from bullying mm. and just people get destroyed I, I was reading elon musk's book his dad who's kind of a strange fellow pretty smart but he, elon won't talk to his dad anymore but his dad just taught his kids toughen up elon got beat up so one time so much i think it was either him or elon's brother was in the hospital for like a month in That's fact, crazy. no, it was Elon. It said in this book that Elon to this day still has to go get surgery sometimes on his nose because he got his nose broken so many times. That's crazy. Like if that's – what kind of dad puts their kid in that? Yeah. You should pull him out immediately. Yeah, People rough. say, well, if you homeschool him, the kids will be too isolated. Put him in a sports thing There's where it's controlled. Basically, you can't put kids of the same age all together with one teacher per 50 kids. Mm-hmm. You can put them on like a basketball team where there's like one coach to 12 kids, the, 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 the coach can stop bullying. But yeah. the problem with big schools, you can't stop bullying. 
Absolutely. Did you deal with that when you were in school? You know, I, I didn't get bullied much, um, but one of my brothers got bullied really bad and I saw the repercussions. I, I didn't get bullied. I was pretty athletic. Okay. And so, but people mature at different ages, you know, some people like Elon Musk became a genius later. Right. So no, I, I think bullying is a freaking, is the disaster besides the fact that the school doesn't teach you anything i always i call them there's the the five ma the six magical skills everybody has to learn to making money ironically elementary school middle school junior high high school and university 99 percent of people don't learn one of the six magical things so you know the first i call them the king queen and prince and princess the king's skill is sales mm -hmm. making money the most correlated behavior if you look at the group the the forbes list 75% of self-made billionaires did it through direct sales. It was mm -hmm. one of their first jobs. Elon Musk had it. Bill Gates had it. Steve Jobs had it. Mark Cuban told me he was selling garbage bags door to door. So sales is the king. The queen is marketing. Mm -hmm. The queen is automating sales. But it, So this king is still direct, being able to sell, negotiate deals. You know, I've, I've done a lot of business with guys on the Forbes list. I own a couple companies with some of them. These are tough dudes. Tough. I call them all the warlords. Nobody on the Forbes list bit. Everyone on the Forbes list at the top is a warlord. Mm -hmm. But these warlords have one master king skill, which is direct sales, negotiation, persuasion. Then marketing is just automating that, making right. a commercial about it, making a funnel. Like here in my garage is just the same thing I would tell people one-on-one. -on -one. I flipped it into an automated funnel. That's yeah. marketing. So you got the king and queen. School doesn't teach you that. Most parents can't teach it. Then below that, you have the two princes, which, because I tell everybody, just focus on making money online. Every other type of business will slowly become obsolete. So you've got, you know, the prince number one is you learn how to resell other people's products. That's what Apple does. Every time you buy something on the App Store, they get 30%. They make, it's the most profitable yeah. part. Of, so reselling is a prince skill for making money. Number two is digital products. Elon Musk started with digital products, PayPal. Zuckerberg, richest young guy ever in modern history. It's all a digital product, mm -hmm. Facebook. Then you have the, I call them the princess skills. The other two ways to make money, which is physical products. That's what Jeff Bezos did. Mm -hmm. And then lastly is business services, like an SMMA, social media marketing, or software as a service. Larry Ellison, I call him the unknown billionaire. He's the number four richest person in the world. He does the fourth one. He has Oracle, NetSuite. I pay him, one of my companies would pay him 200 grand a year for his software to run our accounting next wow. week. So the school system's in shambles because not one person comes out of school with the king queen skills or any of the prince princess skills. Nothing. So it's like, you're just sending your kids to be bullied for the most part. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you really, you're, you're, you're like, let's do, let's see, we'll, we'll have no upside for our children, but a lot of downside. <laughs> Public school, wow, okay. I'm the only nut job who has no logic does anything that has no upside, but a lot of downside. Yeah, can't think of any other industry where it's like that. Yeah, and parents supposed to love their kids. I always say, this shows you the conscious and unconscious mind. The conscious mind of parents, almost every parent loves their kid. Mm -hmm. But if you look at the behavior, which is the telltale sign of the unconscious, parents rarely love their kids, rarely love their kids. In wow. a geneticist would say the same thing, an evolutionary psychologist, the reason men and women almost always get married. Look, for the individual child, it's better to be an only child. You get all your mother and father's attention. I was an only child. Yeah, it's better for you. 
for the kids, for the kids to spread their genes, um, I'm sorry, for the parents to spread their genes is better to have more kids. So there's always a balance. Even in the womb, the fetus, the baby, is actually hurting the mother. It's stealing resources, even in the blood. So there's people think families are like always lovey-dovey. I'm like, have you been on, you know, Fast and Furious is all about, it's all about family. I'm like, have you been on earth? <laughs> yeah. Like families exploit each other. Yeah, Brothers and sisters exploit each other. You know, so school is a great example of how parents rarely care about their kids as yeah. much as they think. They, they think they do, though. I believe it when a, when a parent looks at their kid and says, I love my kid. I'm like, I believe your conscious mind. But I'm not sure your unconscious behavior mm. acts that way. Man, that's deep. People beat their kid. I was talking to somebody who's like, my talked i went on a tinder date it was dramatic to be on this date i could read right away she had trauma it turned out her mom started beating her it's six months old Jeez. and she's like i still love my mom i'm like whoa like <laughs> what psychic what there where's your psyche have to be to hit little kids yeah. that are your own it's a weird world man that's weird i know we touched on bullying and i've heard you talk about loneliness right yeah that's also a and I think you said the average American only has two friends now. Yeah, two close friends. That's really low. I live in Copenhagen. Like the average Dan Denmark, they say it's the happiest country. But the reason is they have they like the average person belongs to like three social groups. I go, I got a friend, Remy, he's a famous guy in Denmark. He has like every night, almost every night when he's out, it's like 10, 12, 15 people, men and women. It's like very balanced. So mm -hmm. it's not just like a whole bunch of dudes. No wonder they're happy. You mm -hmm. go to America, it's America's very look, the, the nuclear family is a complicated thing. I know a lot of people defend the nuclear family, but and, and there's some truth to it, but you need a friend group, man. Yeah. It's not just mom, dad, brother, sister. As I said, there's often exploitation that happens within families. So sometimes you have a friend that's closer than a brother. Mm -hmm. You can have a friend that's closer than a brother. A lot, everyone listening. 90% of you have a family member who's related to you that's more likely to f you over than one of your best friends. Wow. And I still love family. Like, you got to find the good family. Right. You know, you got to find the good family. Just like you got to find the good friends. But, yeah, loneliness is boy. Entrepreneurs are lonely a lot, too. Very. It hit deep when you said that because I was lonely for years. And, you know, okay. really took a toll on my health, honestly. What helped you? Just getting out there. But I locked okay. myself in a room for like a year or two years straight just working. And yeah. I realized it wasn't the life I wanted. Yeah. Because you need to, like, share your success with people. Yeah, for sure. I mean, again, where humans go wrong is we see ourselves as this enlightened being versus we're just an animal species. It's like Homo sapien. You know, you you got – we used to be Homo neanderthal Is Most of us are 2 to 3% another species in mm -hmm. the DNA. And I have a farm. I try to keep – I have, like, 30 horses. And people are like, oh, why do you have so many horses? Well, people – when you have one horse, that horse is miserable. Even two. He, horses evolved in large, relatively large groups, like mm -hmm. 15 to 30 horses in the wild. You mm -hmm. can go to Arizona and find these wild horses. They Sometimes they're even, even bigger groups. So how did humans evolve? We evolved in groups of 150. A famous scientist, Robin Dunbar, it's called Dunbar's number. So it's like 120 to 150 people. So every person should have, you know, ideally you're connected to like 40 family members. Maybe they're not all alive, but they're cousins or second cousins. You have like 40, you know, people that you're pretty close with, friends and acquaintance. And you have like 
40 pretty distant people, but you still once a year might, you know, be, you should be able to put it this way. You should be able to throw a party mm-hmm. once a year and 150 people show up. That's a lot of people. Yeah. But if you think about it, it's like fam, just once, maybe every three years, <laughs> but if you can't, and, and look, if you're more introverted, maybe that is a lower number, Yeah, but it shouldn't be two or three. Yeah. That's that too sense. low. Yeah. Yeah. We're planning our wedding right now and we're thinking about 150. So that makes sense. That's good. Yeah. Make it happen. They say our brain synapse, if you do the permutations of 150 people, it's like 10,000 connections. Because in like chimpanzees, there's four of us in this room. I'm not just gauging how you perceive me. Mm-hmm. I'm perceiving how she perceives you. I got to keep that in my memory. Mm. She kind of likes him. He doesn't like him. I like you. Mm. So 150 people is actually like ten, like tens of thousands of permutations. Wow. Many thousands. And that's the most our brain can handle. Interesting. So when you drop a kid into a school, like I live with the Amish for two and a half years, they're the happiest people. Scientists like Jared Diamond, very respected UCLA Pulitzer Prize winner. He told me, I interviewed him for MentorBox. He's like, the Amish, I tested them. They're like 500% happier. And they live in groups of about 150 people. They all know each other's names. Mm-hmm. They have closer family members. And they also do one room school rooms. And so there's less bullying because mm. like a six-year-old is in the school with their 14-year-old brother. Oh, same class? Yeah, all one class. Whoa. You know how that's how almost all schools in America in the 1800s were. One, They called them one-room classrooms. Interesting. And it was from the Amish do it from first grade, and then they stopped school at eighth grade. But just imagine, so like, let's say you had a bigger family, like four brothers. Yeah. And you were young, and let's say you were still kind of awkward. And an eight-year-old goes to pick on you. You might be sitting next to your 14-year-old brother, but like, knock it off. That's my brother, Sean. Mm-hmm. You know, so by isolating kids in the modern school system where you stick 2,000 kids who are 14, and at that age, you're kind of an idiot. You put 2,000 idiots together and like 20 teachers, this is like a recipe for the destruction of a civilization, wow. which is what you're, and we're now experiencing the, the aftermath of that type of school. In the 1800s, it wasn't that way. Interesting. So 100 years later, you got all these people with mental problems, anxiety is at an all-time high, people feel lost, people are searching for meeting in weird things, video games, anime, no offense to those <laughs> things, but I'm saying people, you can't search for meaning in those things. You could play video games, you could enjoy anime, but there's literally people like finding their meaning in like cosplay. I'm like, yeah. bro, it's what the f- that is a weird cosplay. They're uh, so Vegas. <laughs> I have a friend who was dating this cosplay girl. She came with us. I'm like, do you think you're that character? I was like, woo. <laughs> Whoa, we're right here. Yeah. You're not some anime samurai girl or something. They get deep into it, man. Oh, God. But you've yeah. worn a lot of hats. I mean, you grew up on a trailer park, lived yeah. with the Amish. Now you're living a lavish lifestyle. Yeah. Where were you the happiest in all of that? Probably 2013. The best place to be for a man, I can't speak to the experience of women because I'm not a woman, but the best place to be as a man is you've achieved decent success. People see you as an Mm up-and-comer, but you haven't hit the top because, like Shakespeare said, heavy hangs the head that wears the crown at the top. The top is actually the worst place. Donald Trump got to the top, most powerful man in the world human history he controlled the u.s military mm-hmm. you're the most powerful man ever to live you can right. basically wipe everything off whatever 71 indictments people come for you at the top mm. so like i was never as famous as donald trump but in the world i was in 
there was a month or two I was the most Googled dude in the America or wow. the world. That's not a great place to be. So you, Andrew Tate experienced that. All these people experienced in heavy, in the 1500s, Shakespeare said, heavy hangs the head that wears the crown. So your happiest as a dude is you don't yet have, you're a prince, but not a king. That's where you want to be. If you can stay at that prince level, because you also, gold diggers kind of stay away from you mm. because like your net worth's like one to five million. I mm. used to try to keep my, you want, if you do SEO guys, stick your net worth permanently at five mil. <laughs> it's enough that you're like a prince. People know you're on the rise, yeah, yeah. but it's not enough that, you know, a girl's going to try to get pregnant and make a hundred mil off you. So kind of low key, but also successful at the same time. Yeah, your prince and your move, maybe a king, but you don't want to be an emperor. Right. Napoleon Bonaparte was an emperor. He got ended up dying on an island, Mount St. Helena, off Africa alone. He got yes. exiled. So it's like Donald Trump is like in that emperor level. Yeah. So 2013, I was like probably making, I was probably low seven-figure business, mm -hmm. making all the money. I had a cool house in Hollywood. It wasn't a crazy mansion, but it was like, I don't know, 6,000 square foot mm -hmm. place. I was throwing house parties. You know, I, that's a good place. I, but I didn't have many employees. Mm. I had like eight. Right. They used to work out of my, had a two floor house. They'd come and show up there. Low key. You don't have to worry about weird. Yeah. The second you come up to that king level, I remember I moved to Beverly Hills. Now it's, you're not making seven figures. You're doing eight figures now. And I had a maid, this maid agency. I was trying to find a good maid. I remember a woman worked for me one day. Mm-hmm. And she tried to sue. She said she slipped on a banana peel. <laughs> like a cartoon. Yeah, yeah. She wrote a written complaint, like a lawsuit. <laughs> I was at Ty's house, and I was leaving, and there was banana peel, and oh, I fl God. fell. So that second you're a king, you get the banana peel lawsuit. Right. Then you go to emperor, and it's like Donald Trump. Yeah. It's like people try to take you down. for You need Mark Zuckerberg. It's public record. Last year spent $31 million on family and personal security. Oh my God. What kind of threats do you have against you if you're dropping two and a half, what do you do with two and a half million a month? So he's an emperor, heavy yeah. hair, heavy hangs the head that wears that crown. So guy, I meet a lot of dudes who are like, I'm gonna become a billionaire. I'm like, why? You got it all right now, man. You're making a hundred G's net a month or 200, like stay. Yeah. Doesn't get better. It's kind of like, dude, I, <laughs> you ever seen a dude who like lifts weights? He's, he's a nerd, women don't like him. He lifts weights, he gets some muscle, he gets compliments from women. Then he goes, well, shit. I might as well put synthol and steroids and get this big, but then women don't like him again. Yeah. That's that's called the efficient frontier, the optimal, you wanna be the optimal point of wealth. So it's, or biceps. You, you have no biceps, less attractive. You get some biceps, optimal point. Then you get put synthol oil and you get these weird or steroids, you go over and now you become unattractive again. No money, life sucks. You're becoming a prince. You're making 50 G's a month, net, 100 G's, whatever. Prince, optimal. Mm. Then you're like, dude, if this life's good, if I double everything, <laughs> I'll be twice as happy. But no, you go off the curve. You fall off the cliff. Right. Comes at a cost. Yeah, it's like Mark Zuckerberg. Like, dude, no dude on the top. I, there's not a guy on the Forbes list I've ever met that I would trade for ever. Really? Buffett? Never. Just sit at Buff home and trade stocks. <laughs> Buffett had to live a very cautious life. He says oh, yeah. he doesn't like to piss people off. So yeah, I'm not excited by even he's like, I got all this money, but it's basically worth it. It's like, what is he gonna spend it on? He's old now, yeah. That was a bad, bad example. But yeah, who is somebody? Let's take a real one. You wouldn't do uh nah, Elon's got so much pressure. 
Um, I don't think Elon would do Elon. I saw an interview. <laughs> saw an interview where somebody goes like a year ago. They go, "Got all this money? You gonna do anti aging?" Yeah. And he goes, "No, I think when death comes, I will welcome it." <laughs> that doesn't sound like a dude that I want to yeah. trade. Anybody who's like, "I'm ready to die," yeah. So I, I wouldn't want. No, we Elon got, sounds like a. Nightmare. We got to wrap up. But what about Bezos? Definitely not. No. Arnold Schwarzenegger would have been a cool dude to be. I would have been a good one because you got the looks and the money, and the fame. Right. And I know I'm in business with with Patrick, his son. Yeah. Business. His son, his kids love him. Mm. Some dudes become rich and your kids won't talk to you anymore. That's yeah. a failure. I don't want that. Hell no. Like Patrick Schwarzenegger, these I, I he has a ton of friends. I used to go when I lived in L.A. He has a uh, every year on his birthday in July. He's got all these buddies, mm -hmm. real friends. You can tell dudes wow. that were that's rare in friend, L.A. Yeah, friends before he was famous oh, or cool. super famous. That's nice. He smokes his cigars. He's got health. He's worth about five hundred million. He was at one point the most famous person in the world. He was he better governor president of California than the current one. Definitely. So <laughs> that's it's a whole a other podcast. Yeah, that's another one. We'll have to come back do the. Yeah. Uh, but dude, it's been fun. Anything you want to close off with or promote? Oh, promote. I'm supposed to sell something. <laughs> I got a new quiz on tylopez.com. You go there, homepage. It's not even out. But by the time you, how long till this goes out? Uh, two months. Oh, two months. Okay. I can move it up for you. No, no, it's fine. Whatever you're I'm, you don't rush for me. <laughs> By the time this podcast comes out, I'll have a bad quiz. Not there's some people putting out quizzes like, what do you want to do for a living? This one's based on crazy amount of science. You go to Tylerbs.com, you take the quiz, you answer, give me seven minutes. I'll not only tell you your profession ar archetype, what career you should be in, but then selfishly, I'll sell you training. That <laughs> now, it's not selfish. I just like people are all heads in the modern world and if you sell something they get pissed off but joke i'm saying it'll tell you what you should do like archetype for business and then i'll give you my training you can pick the correct course or i'll give you like the best books on it for free so it's not just about selling you nice i shouldn't be doing this the school system put hundreds of millions you know that last stat that's wacky yeah what do you think the world spends the most on the world the so world. not just the u.s not just the u.s Is what's it... something big is it health? Smart guy. Nine trillion on health. Wow. What's next? Education. Did you hear me say this? You're no, I right. didn't. I thought you would say, what do you think is higher, military or education? Uh, well, now that you asked, military. You had it right the first time. Ah, you made me second guess it. Yes, nine trillion <laughs> on health care, which is probably a bad thing because people have shitty food. Five trillion on global education, okay. counting tax dollars and private money, and only two trillion. America spends half of it. We spend about eight hundred bill to a trill. But the point is, where the f is that five trillion going? <laughs> because I don't know about you, but I hire people. I, I did a, a search for an intern thing. Seventeen thousand people applied. Uh, all I want to say is get your money back. You've been through school. <laughs> get that refund. So anyway, when you go to tylopez.com, take that quiz. I'll give you something that they should have taught you. Let's go. Take that quiz, guys. Thanks for watching. See yeah. you next time. Peace.